Guy is the is the town right across the river. If you look at Porto, it's divided by the Duro. It's mm-hmm. only is it's only a ten minute walk. The best thing about Gaia is the view of Porto. You really get to appreciate how beautiful Porto is with the little stack homes and everything everywhere you look. The panoramic it looks like a postcard. Today, we're heading over to the beautiful city of Porto with my new friend, Kevin Young. Kevin, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. You're quite welcome, Our not a problem. Yeah, man. So um, so tell us a little bit about your backstory, um, how, how you, uh, where you're from, where you originate from, and how you landed in, in this beautiful country. It, man, really, it is beautiful. Uh, well, I'm... <laughs> born and raised in new bedford massachusetts a, a small little town outside of cape cod and it is a portuguese community it was never my intent up until a few years ago to move to portugal so that I had nothing to do with it other than the fact that i knew enough about the portuguese people and heritage and their work ethic i lived in los angeles for at least 30 years running an interior design business and that unto itself i got my skin 30 years there it was time to get out and I could just see where the United States had, was shifting a little bit. And when I looked at different areas to live in, be it Greece or France or Italy, Portugal started checking off all the right boxes for me. And knowing a little bit about the work ethic, it just seemed like a much easier fit, an easier transition uh, to go into. And it's the best decision of my life to move to Portugal, moved out of the United States, moved to Portugal, and then to find Porto, which is an amazing community um, of people that are really genuinely nice, mm-hmm. part of the Portuguese. But and I found that Porto was the pace of where I wanted to be, not Lisbon, which is like a city, like a London, Los Angeles. It it, it is uh, more expensive, and so there's a little bit more of a different drive and a different struggle to live there. The Algarve is really good for retiring. Mm-hmm. Porto is the great combination. It's not a city; it's more of a town. That has everything going for it. Mm-hmm. What and is the I, we- yeah? What's the weather year round there? Because I I hear it's, it's st- I've seen the pictures. I've never been to Porto, but it's just so beautiful there. It's this. It is everywhere you look. It's a postcard, you know. Let alone yes. from the those stack homes. So the beautiful season is really May through October. Their rainy season, they may say it's November to February, March, April. Thereabouts. The real true rainy season is January, February, where it might rain four days a week, as opposed to the other days it might rain, the other months, it might rain two to three days a week. And that could be a torrential rainstorm mm-hmm. for about five or six hours. That's in the, the heavy density of it. The weather here is just really idyllic. It averages probably, I'd say, anywhere from 70 to 80 degrees year round might be your average. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. It really is. It's like San Diego weather, but yeah. we have, we do have a rainy season and that goes, like I said, from, uh, so December. Then it becomes Seattle weather. <laughs> Some people say that, but I know that Seattle gets very, very cold and it's dreary. What's refreshing here is, um, you're living in a beautiful old European town and you have little villages all over the place. People are still drying their laundry everybody drives their laundry out on the lines there's something that's a little bit more of a i don't know just a home feeling and comfort 
feeling, like mm -hmm. a, a very, very comfortable feeling living here uh, that you get. Certain people get it, certain people don't. Yeah. Uh, it's everyone, but for the most people, when depending on where you are in your life, if you want to have a simpler, easier way of living uh, and not have a lot of the trappings and not have a lot of the stress and the angst of living in the United States, especially for the direction it's going in, for me, Portugal wins out. Okay, well, let's jump in. Thanks for that. Let, let's jump into visas. So everybody that's interested in moving to Porto or exploring the possibility, they need a visa. What kind of a um, visa do you have? What do you know what you can, can share with us about a visa I, requirement? I have for a D7 visa, which I'm not of age to retire. Okay. And a D7 gives you the option of you can move over here. You have sustainable income so that you're not a burden to the government system and you have the option if you want to work or not versus a work visa versus a student visa versus a retirement visa and so mine was a d7 and the d7 gives you that flexibility i you know i, I work for myself as an interior designer here and that gives me the option to like i said work i'm not on a welfare system i'm not you know i'm not asking the government for any kind of handouts i came here with the, the minimum amount to move here to have the account to open the accounts up and uh find work on my own as an independent mm -hmm. do you know what that minimum is for the d7 um, i don't because you know uh, I think when, I, when i applied three years ago there were several social media groups that made it very very easy for me to follow the files and to do everything. Now I know that the requirements have changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think you need 10 or 12 certain documents you need, but they can't be stapled. They can't be paperclip. They've got to be in a certain order. They cannot be more than 50 <laughs> pages. And a lot of people opt to hire a lawyer and to do that for them or to have the legal assistance to do it, to make sure that they do it right. I don't have that money. I'm a little bit more frugal and I wanted to do it on my own. And I, in, in conjunction with me doing this, I had a very good friend of mine from Los Angeles do the same thing, but he hired a lawyer. Mm -hmm. He did everything identical. I saved myself probably about 6,000 euros, dollars um, to do that. But, you know, I lean heavily on the social media groups and information like this with you, with people sharing their stories and sharing their process to make it a lot easier. Doing it blindly is difficult. Sure. Leaning on for support helps it you're not the only person in this situation you're not the only person from florida or kansas or wherever it is thinking about it and the the social media groups have people in every different stage i'm thinking about it in five years i'm thinking about it in two years i'm coming here in six months for a scout for a scouting trip i've applied for my d visa now i need to find a place so there's always somebody in one stage or another asking very similar questions you're not the only one there and for me, that was very, very, very helpful. So yeah. I came here on visa, and my once I got my visa, I'm now on my second uh, residency card renewal. So I'm a resident of Portugal. Okay. And I, I get to renew that. I think it's, and, and I'm. I think this is how it is. Every two years, renew it for like the first three year, uh, three times in a row, first six years. Then you can apply for your citizenship after you're here five years, which gives you the right to vote. Okay. Well, let's talk about flats. Everybody that's uh, moving there, they need to identify an apartment or a place to live. Um, 
what are the low ends that you can get a flat in Porto today? And if there's any sites that you can recommend to actually, so people can find flats at home or identify flats, kind of browse, check out. Um, there, there's a, there's a few of them. I, when I moved here, I rented an Airbnb, uh, which I thought was expensive at the time. And now I realize in hindsight, it wasn't, uh, and things have gone up. I was renting a, 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 they're known as T1s, T2s. So a T1 is a one bedroom, a T2 is a two bedroom. And they're, they're apartments more so than flats. And those, a, a T1 these days, and I've got friends that are looking, are anywhere from 650 to 850, nine, 950 euros a month. Uh, and all depends on where you want to go. I'm not in city center. I'm in a wonderful neighborhood called Bonfim. Bonfim right now is going through a, an amazing uh, regentrification basically and the building's getting fixed up it's art studios there's no t-shirt shops it was listed uh like two oh. years ago the coolest neighborhoods mm. in the world wow um, and it put it on the map you know again portugal going on the map and then the different areas from queen Algarve, lisbon becoming very very popular um they were new destinations i bought i i rented my Airbnb for a month and then two months with the intent that I was going to try to find my neighborhood. I knew nothing about Porto. I had no friends or family here. I came in here blindly. And my intent was rent an Airbnb for a couple of months, find out where I want to find and uh, stay and live in an apartment and a neighborhood and stay there and be like, you know, a nomad, uh, you know, a forever renter. The more that I looked around and the more that I compared different apartments, the Airbnb that I was initially renting was I, ideal for me yeah. and the uh person that owned it that lived out of the country i wore them down after renewing my rental or my airbnb after a year and then i bought the place because it was just too good to be true yeah yeah uh, there uh, you know i'm on a tree-lined street which is unique the sidewalks here are almost two meters wide which is unique they're cobblestones they're one ways uh, there are no t-shirt shops or anything like that around here. It's not touristy. And I'm on the rooftop floor of a historic building with wraparound balconies. And wow. my balconies is facing south, southeast and north. And when you move here, you learn that rent apartments are sometimes a little bit more expensive if they're south facing because mm -hmm. they will get sun. If they're north facing, they won't get sun. They might stay a little bit damper. And a little bit cooler gotcha they're not getting the direct sun True. and that's a consideration if you have granite walls which will retain the heat the moisture the everything here i'm, I'm very very fortunate because i have two balconies um and uh, i do get direct sun coming in right from my bedroom nice and so i i started to compare a lot of things and the neighborhood itself is a little uh, little cafes little shops uh little um restaurants here and there little pubs and people, I've never, I don't know what Chelsea is. I, I, I've been there once, but people are saying it's almost like a new Chelsea. It's mm -hmm. going to become very trendy. We're, I'm happy that I got here three years ago because I was right on the cusp of nobody knowing about it. People now know about it. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell anybody that is thinking about, if you're thinking about doing it now, do it now. Um, you know, uh, it, it's a wise investment. There's a lot of, things compared to the united states to move here on why to move here so so you purchased your property is it a 
Is it a one bedroom, two bedroom? And how much are they going for in real estate there? Well, um, I, it is a T1. You can probably see in the background. Okay. Like, bedroom just because it looks nice, nicest. Um, but then again, I'm going to design it. It's a T1. It's 35 square meters. Okay. You want one room. As soon as you walk in, uh, it is the living room, dining room, kitchen, and bathroom pretty much all in that first space. And then I have a bedroom in the second space. And like I said, my, the icing on the cake here is to have wraparound balconies and my balconies are not iron. They are granite walls. So the mm -hmm. privacy is incredible. Yeah. And my view is because I'm on the rooftop treetops. I don't see any neighbors. I, I, I look out and I see just trees and birds. Yeah. And the, the nickname for my apartment is known as the treehouse where my friends come over. I also work as a property scout for a lot of expats and people that are have either scouted out or are looking for places, but they can't be here. Okay, and good. Good to know. Yeah, well, just because my the demeanor, my demeanor and the way that I've approached my business and the way that I've always been very transparent with people, they're relying on that for my honesty to give them an assessment of they see an apartment online, they're in Savannah, Georgia, or wherever they're Minnesota. And like, can you yeah. go look at this property to tell me what is the neighborhood like? Are there cafes? Depending on what people are looking for, is there a place to walk the dog? Whatever it is, give my opinion on the location, the neighborhood, as well as the building, the building structure, excuse me. And then also the interiors of an apartment. Mm -hmm. So I've been helping people assess and I get to, which is great. I get to see a lot of different properties, a lot of, a lot of different budgets, even from, from renting for long-term. And if that was, if somebody needed to rent for long-term, there are relocation scouts, one of them in particular that I've worked with, uh, that is excellent. And he deals with long-term contracts, which are mm -hmm. anywhere from 10 to 12 months, three years, five-year rentals. Mm -hmm. Those requirements that you need for your um, uh, visa, I know that you need to have some sort of residency. You can't have, they don't have PO boxes here, just a little FYI. Um, uh, you need to have something like that. And so I've worked with him and a few other of my friends that are real estate brokers, agents, to find long-term rentals and even people that are looking to buy. In Porto, there aren't very many bad, I don't think there are any bad neighborhoods. The safety here is off the charts. It is mm -hmm. extremely safe. Um, so I would say, you know, you can find a T2 for a decent T2 for 11 to 1200 thereabouts. Um, okay. I've got people that are renting for three year, uh, long-term leases, large th two and three bedrooms. If you wanted to rent, and this is for retired couples at two to 3000 a month. Yes. Okay. Those are available. Those are a little bit, those are larger rooms. Those are in good areas. Those might be in apartment buildings of 30 or 40 units each, as opposed to the typical in Portugal is about six to 12. Gaia is the little town across the river from Porto. It's okay. only a 10 minute walk. A lot of people go there because the rents are cheaper. It's a different kind of living. It's not so much cobblestone and the Portuguese, you know, style that everybody, the tiles covered buildings. But a lot of people do move there because they get a lot more space. What do one bedrooms and, and two bedrooms um, go for if you're going to purchase? there now roughly what do they start in, in, in porto well i know that there's a beautiful 
very large T1 for rent here, um, just right down the street in my neighborhood. That's going for 520,000 euros. And that okay. may spot for a T1, but it is in a big, beautiful, historic building. The rooms are large. The bathrooms are large. It's worth the price. Hmm. Typically, a T1 or anything like that would probably be around 300. You know, Start, three, starting out at 300. 300, you're going to get um, a, a decent uh, T1. You can find them for 200,000, 250. That's okay. really starting to go Gaia. It's going to go into areas that are a little bit more urban sprawl. You know, I I love the charm of Porto and Portugal with the cobblestone streets and these buildings that are tile covered and the little pubs. So I like that. There are other people that move here. In Porto, there's a town right up the, um, uh, maybe about eight or nine kilometers up, if that far, called Lessa de Palmetto. Those have a little bit more apartment buildings. A lot of retirees do go there. And the other one was Gaia, G-A-I-A? Correct. Gaia is the, is the town right across the river. If you look at Porto, it's divided by the Duro. It's mm -hmm. only is it's only a 10 minute walk. The best thing about Gaia is the view of Porto. Because when you're okay. over there, you get to see, you really get to appreciate how beautiful Porto is with the little stack homes and everything, everywhere you look, the panoramic, it looks like a postcard. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Wow. Anybody, anybody can Google any kind of pictures of Porto and they're going to look like they're paintings. They're going to look like, oh, that doesn't, that looks like a typical European town that, is almost like the fallacy here is for me being from Los Angeles, everything looks like a movie set. Yeah. And these just look so beautiful and pristine, old and um, worn down, but that's the character. A mm. lot of things happen over here. You have to compare the fact that nothing in the United States is more than 200 years old. Here, we're talking centuries. Yes. And we're talking about centuries of architecture and castle walls. And, you know, they, they do a little bit of digging here and there. They find a Roman aqueduct. Mm -hmm. uh it, yeah, it's yeah it, it again um it's a different philosophy but that's the trade-off of living in an old world country yeah now when you rent a flat there does does that include utilities or are they separate it all depends some it's of different. them uh it, uh it all depends it's suggestional just like uh um uh in the united states they do when i was renting as an airbnb it's all included i know other people that rent it's included uh, the landlords here, normally you're lucky if you get direct contact with a landlord who is the owner, it might just be somebody managing it. Um, yeah. and it's reasonable. I'm on for utilities, my electricity, uh, I pay 75 euros a month flat rate. And then they prorate it at the end of the year. If I don't use that much, I get a refund. Gotcha. Uh, that's, and, that's electric. Do you, what do you pay for water? Uh, water, I think is the same thing. And, uh, I think it's probably maybe about 10 or 12 euros thereabouts. Um, okay. one of the, I don't get a water bill per se, because when you open up your account, and, and this is a wonderful thing about Portugal at Porto, when you open up your bank account, your banker will give you and sign up, help you sign up for your NIF, which is your tax number. He will uh, help you sign up for your cable, your electrical, your water, and your health insurance, all through the banker. And we'll do the 
you know, the, um, uh, the automatic withdrawals out of it. So I know that it's not that much of a hit. It doesn't, you know, you have to budget it, but it's not that expensive. Mm -hmm. um, uh, at least I don't consider it. 75 euros sounds like a lot of money per month for electricity. But I might get, and that's if that's over the entire year, I might get, last year, I got like 400 euros back. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I wasn't air conditioning. I wasn't using my heating if only when I needed it. Um, Do you, you, so the, you use gas there? No, electric. Electric. Everything, mostly everything here is electric, even electric. the cooking. Um, okay. uh, it, it's one of those things. You have an electric heater. You have an electric stove. Um, and I have a small little refrigerator. I do run my air conditioning when it gets really hot, but I'll only run it for a couple of hours to get the, the, the chill into the air. And the same thing with the heater. When it gets damp and rainy over here, I'll, you know, turn on the heater. What's the, wi what's the Wi-Fi go for there? Wi-Fi. So my, my um, cable, which is Mio company, and my Wi-Fi is, I think, about 48 euros a month for the entire TV package I have which includes a whole bunch of um, stations because I want to watch American stations and American things here and there on TV. So that's probably a little bit higher than most. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it's, you know, my month, if it's my monthly utilities, if you're doing the math, it's probably about 150 euros, 200 euros mm -hmm. um, uh, thereabouts, which I don't think is expensive. Again, I'm jaded from living in Los Angeles and Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of what I think things should cost um, and to what what reality is in the rest of the world of what things cost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, when I lived in New York, I mean, it was, it's a, a super expensive place to live. So is LA, but everything is becoming that in the United States as well. Um, yeah. Doesn't matter where you're at. If you live in a, a decent sized city in the US, I mean, rents are high. They ha are have skyrocketed everywhere. Um, what do you pay? Are groceries reasonable in Porto? Groceries are very reasonable, uh, especially if you cook. It's very easy not to cook here because they have uh, cafes and pubs everywhere that are cheap. So they will have what's known as a menu special. Okay. Uh, and they take advantage of those all the time. Those, those are the eight euro lunch specials, which include a drink, an entree, a side, always a cup of coffee, and sometimes a dessert. And that's nice. your lunch. Wow. Uh, so it is, it's very easy to eat out more often than not. Groceries are very inexpensive. I spend maybe, I think it's about 64 euros every two to three weeks. And if I spend over 50 euros, I get a free taxi cab drive home with my groceries. So, so I mean, you're not, you're, you're spending maybe a hundred or 120 a month on groceries. Yeah, that's about right. The food here is very reasonable. And it's very easy to fall into the trappings of eating out two and three nights a week because mm -hmm. for dinner, your grilled chicken or whatever it is, is about eight fifty. And then if you had a drink here and there, but you can get in and out for a dinner, not at a fancy place, for about twelve to fifteen euros. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's including a drink, and that's an outdoor cafe in Europe, and just part of the experience. Um, and a lot of people eat outside it is a very social country it's very especially in porto so i i do find it affordable where my personal budget gets probably whacked out a little bit is i like to go out to the clubs 
and the pubs and the bars. And if that's once a week and I'm spending 40 or 50 euros on drinks or twice, twice a week, um, spending like 20 or 30 euros. So that budget of 40 euros a week turns out to be 200 euros a month. That's your entertainment. That's, that's your fun. That's my fun. A lot of people here drink beer and wine. Your yeah. wine glasses are two euros and four euros. I'm having cocktails and those are five and six and eight and 10 and right. all of that. That's what the big difference is. A lot of people here, the locals, as well as the tourists do go out and have the pub culture is very popular here, but they drink in two and three euro beers. Very yeah. easy to uh, still not make that make a dent in the budget. How much, is a, how much is a beer and a glass of wine there currently? Four euros, two euros, you know, two euros for draft for good for only Superbach, by the way. All right. So Superbach <laughs> is Sagres is Lisbon. Don't get the do not ask for Sagres in Porto. Um, you can ask for a Superbach in Lisbon. They don't take it as serious because they know actually Superbach is a better beer. Um, and it's Porto based. Uh, it's it's cheap. You don't spend you would talk about the price of, of uh, food and groceries. A good bottle of wine here is about six or seven euros. Yeah. Nobody, you know, you're I you're being know. very bougie if you spend 12 euros on a bottle of wine. Yeah, and they and, they they don't they don't export those. They keep them there because if they're over here, they're like fifty dollars. <laughs> there there are a lot of Portuguese wines um that are exported that are so expensive and yeah, i yeah. see the same wines in the grocery stores for maybe eight euros a bottle that i see in the good restaurants when there's you know for four euros a glass it's mm -hmm. still a great wine it, yeah. um the portuguese are when you're talking about the wines the portuguese have a little bit of a you know, sarcastic but kind of like a little tongue-in-cheek kind of expression whereas in the french love the french wines mm -hmm. and the italian love the italian wines and the portuguese love wine yeah and really basically because their wines rival the portuguese the italian and the french wines mm -hmm. when those malier comes over in portugal and gives you a little taste of the wine like is it duro alentejo where is it just pour it it's going to be delicious i don't know anyone that's had a bad glass of wine yeah here yeah and it's an yeah. uh you know we're in the number one wine region the duro yes. valley you know, that's the other thing, too, where, I, where Porto was situated within about 30 minutes of a drive out of the town. You're in lush landscape. You're in a microclimate of stepped hills that are the, the vineyards. Mm -hmm. You go an hour and a half and you're in this tropical rainforest, um, national forest, mm -hmm. all up and down the Duro. We're spoiled by, by the geography up here. Lisbon and the southern part, not so much, but up in Porto area definitely um uh spoiled by that and because of our wine yeah Excuse yeah me, the, wine, the wines are so cheap and inexpensive here okay so let's go into getting around um that porto has a metro right they have a... they do they have okay. an incredible great public uh transportation system between the metro and the buses of yeah. which i have not used okay <laughs> i do not are um this is where you know, there's a lot of expats that use the metro here. It is wonderful. Um, to me, I am a little spoiled. I find the two and three euro Bolt slash Uber trips affordable. The mm. metro is what everybody uses uh, is perfect. And it's, you know, a fraction of the cost, obviously. So anybody can 
use the metro a lot of retirees a lot of people that move here instantly adapt it they get their cards they do all of that they have promised to show me how to do it i just you know in la you don't i haven't i never use public transportation and this is not a elitist or a snobby thing i just always had my car and i was driving to my clients i had my business my passenger seat was my office and so i was always driving and did not use public transportation mm-hmm. i came here falling into the same trappings i don't drive i don't have a car mm-hmm. um when i need to get out of town i can take the train the metro train and go 45 minutes and be in a different town in a neighborhood i downloaded an article that i had read about day trips from Porto. And I've gone to every single destination that was on there, about 15 of them. I stay overnight because the accommodations to me are cheap. I like to stay in these little towns overnight to get more of a feeling of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's still cheap. It's still a fraction of the cost to take the Metro versus I do take Ubers or it, I don't use Uber. I use Bolt. Bolt is mm-hmm. what Portuguese use. And that is um, local based. So those, okay. those are the Portuguese drivers these people these people i'd rather give my money to them than you know somebody that's got their finger on the scale a little bit and i will go uh 30 kilometers outside of town and that might cost me about 20 euros 17 euros 20 euros again for me it's worth it i get out of town if i'm doing work that's billable for a client but an uber drive for 25 to 30 minutes for only you know 15 17 euros um, I don't think that's bad and to be plucked in somewhere that's work related. If I'm going on vacation, I take the the train and the train is just five and six euros to get to another, another town an hour away. And the last thing that this is a big issue, because as you know, healthcare is incredibly outrageous in the U S. So anybody that's always looking to, to live overseas, they're, they're wondering what the healthcare system's like. So what do you, what you, I, you I, and of a certain age um <laughs> so, uh, all of the new tests start to come in uh it is extremely affordable again we are brainwashed to thinking of what it should be so when you get here with your nif you have to then sign up for this at the uh local suad and the suad is your local hospital so that you can get into their healthcare system and that's what gives you free health care free medication okay. medication or something uh, on the that's cheap I opted like so many other people for a private insurance plan on top of what you automatically get anyways. And that health plan is 59 euros a month. Wow. Okay. And that's a private healthcare. It's plan. a private, uh, private It's called Medis is again, it's set up by my uh, banker. What do you need and all that stuff? And I think it's going up for, I think I got a notice that it's going up for six euros a month. So it could be now 64. What is it but, called? Medis? M-E-D-I-S, Medis. M- okay. M-E-D-I-S. It's one of the best ones, I think, that I've found. Um, I'm relatively healthy. I don't, there's not anything going on. But uh, a prime example is um, as we reach that age, men of a certain age, uh, you have to go for your colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. I remember what it was in the United States. And it's the, the pre-op meeting, your blood test, and you have to take a liquid, and then you go in, and it's anesthesia and all that. Did the same thing here uh, a year ago because they have it at 55. They have it 50 and 55 years. And it was a few meeting, uh, uh, doctor's appointments prior to the scheduled date, taking your blood, double checking the day before, taking that liquid, going in again, blood test, make sure everything is okay. Going under, anesthesi- meeting the anesthesiologist, going under, getting the procedure, 
recuperating in that the pre-op uh, room, they make sure that you pay before you leave. That's the other thing too. You have to give your credit card. So in my mind, in the United States, that would be thousands of dollars out of pocket, even with insurance. E easy. In my, mind, yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be possibly even on the cheap side, about four or 500 euros I'm going to have to pay for this. You know, anesthesiology, number one, is always expensive. Thing. Right. So 159 euros and plus 17 euros for the follow-up office visit afterwards. And so whatever that is, 107 days, so 17 and 159. Um, and that was it. Wow. Uh, that so you paid out of pocket for that procedure. I I had my insurance. I don't know what the insurance portion was. I yes. paid 159 euros out of pocket as I'm leaving in groggy. They want your credit card, but that was it. And um, when you need medication or anything like that, it is not even a fraction. It's a decimal of, of the cost of what we think medication should cost over there. Mm -hmm. um, to get just the simple things that I need in the United States would have been even with a CVS card or my insurance there, 60, 70 euros per prescription. Here sure. it's about five, five to 10 euros. So let me um, ask you this. The, the public health care program that they have is free. Why did yes. you opt for the private plan? And if you would have done the colonoscopy in the public health care system, would it all have been covered? It would have all been covered, but then you have to, you know, you are in a long queue. There's okay. a long, don't know when it's going to happen. They're not, you know, it's not, this was a procedure that is elective or like not an emergency. And so it might have been, um, it would have probably been free going through the system that the medical staff, the doctors here um, are excellent from public health care to private health care. They have a different philosophy on the job at hand, mm. and they have a lot more respect for doctors and nurses and practitioners here than over in the United States to where it's expensive for the medical school, then they have to work, and these people are tired, and they're beat down, and they want to be in a profession that helps people, and I won't say they take the fun out of it, but it's not as much in service in the United States as over here. People are very friendly. They're very helpful. It's a, it's a totally different experience. Uh, and again, I, I run very healthy, so I'm not having any kind of opposition. In the social media groups that I've followed, when people have had issues, they've fallen down, they've hurt themselves, they've gotten very good care, very, very um, attentive. And the doctors, you know, it's almost, kind of, they don't make house calls, but it's almost that same kind of feeling. They take a genuine interest. They will do follow-up calls. Yeah. That that's I mean we covered a lot. That's everything. Is there anything else that you can think of that the the um, could be beneficial for the viewers about Porto that we didn't talk about or cover? Anything? Um, just definitely if you're thinking of buying, if you have the money to invest right now to do it because things are going to change. I said this three years ago. Things are going to change in two years. They did. Things are going to change in five years. They did. Uh, they will. Um, come out, explore Porto. Spend at least. Uh, three, four days, nights in Porto and get the feeling. It's hard to explain. There is a feeling here. There is a way that the Portuguese people just treat you that it's the last bastion of humanity, uh, I think. The people are genuine here. And Porto right now, Portugal itself is blowing up. The flavor of the day eight years ago used to be Croatia. Before that, it was Prague. 
Porto right now, I think, is one of the last places that has been unfounded, that is being found now, and to where it is affordable. Well, Kevin Young, man, thank you so much for doing this and sharing all this information, taking the time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's a pleasure speaking to you, and I hope I could help some people just, you know, find a new direction in life. 